hope. It's a positive seed. Manifestation is based on what you believe. Outcome depends on how the situation proceeds. When you no limit to what the power of the mind can achieve. Keep it going. Never stop. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Strive Tribe. Today we got Dr. Colton Corna with us. He's a chiropractor down in San Diego. He is the owner of FPI, and I'll let him tell us a little more about his practice and what he does before you know we kind of go into it today. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, again, super happy to be here, Devin. It's been been a long time, man. It's it's great to chat with you and and see about everything that you're growing with your business and being in the health and fitness industry. It's just nice to be able to have these conversations with other kind of like-minded people. But yeah, background about me. I am a sports and rehab-based chiropractor out here in San Diego. Been in practice for about four years almost, and then been in San Diego for just going on three years now. So Again, just about me, I, I, again, focus on sports medicine, rehab-based treatment. So I incorporate chiropractic in with other types of physiotherapy and different models to help integrate and really kind of provide the best value for my patients. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. What does uh, FPI stand for? Yeah. So FPI is a Functional Performance Institute, Chiropractic and Sports Medicine. So, so nice, just focusing on building functionally strong people, you know? Hey, definitely. I'm. We're we're all about that here. So, yeah. You know, what what led you to get into like chiropractic from from college and you know from your your fitness journey? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I I grew up as an athlete. I mean, I played a ton of sports growing up. A lot more in the extreme sports and got into volleyball in high school and and then started getting more into kind of weightlifting, bodybuilding things as I got into college. And I just I always loved working with athletes. Um, I coached volleyball all through college. And I just, again, really, really liked working with athletes, but I kind of discovered chiropractic my senior year of college. Again, I'd known about chiropractic, but just didn't really have like, uh, you know, a ton of ideas about what it was about. And so I ended up literally just uh, finding chiropractors around CSUN and emailing a bunch of them and saying, Hey, will you let me come shadow you for for a day for free? And I'll, I'll just come in and be a fly on the wall. And I found a Cairo who I, I met with him, had a great first day with him. And he's like, Hey, if you want to come in twice a week, come shadow me. And so I did that just an unpaid kind of free shadowing opportunity that I did for quite a few months. And it really, within probably two weeks of being there, I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I want to do with my life. So I don't know. I just, I loved, I fell in love with the aspect of like the holistic health and wellness side of chiropractic. And I really love like the instant gratification side of healthcare and on that end with chiropractic of getting people real results, getting them results quickly and and staying away from drugs and surgery. Cause that's just, I, I love physicians. My sister's an ER nurse. I know it has its time and place, but I just feel like we have such a major problem in the United States with people who are overly reliant on drugs and surgery for solving their problems. And I just really want to help people avoid those routes as much as possible and try to help them heal their bodies and teach them along with that on how to take care of their bodies. So a hundred percent, I definitely agree with you. I mean, one of even my clients, my longtime clients, and now one of our members, his wife, her ankles are all messed up and I forget exactly what was wrong with her right now, but he kept taking her different specialists and each one wanted to do operations. Each one, you know, like, there's like five of them. And I was like, yo, just check out. There's a chiropractor here in the Valley that, you know, I know just from some of the athletes that I train, and I was like, just check him out, see what, see what he says. And then literally after the first session, it was like instant relief. And then now talking months later, she still goes to him. And it's like, you know, nothing happened in the beginning. You know, it, it's crazy, you know, but people, people don't realize that a lot of things can be corrected 
with, you know, certain alternatives to just surgery, to just, you know, drugs and, and just masking that pain or trying to take the quick fix. It's like, you know, for example, like kind of tying it into that our, our field and into, you know, the gym, it's like the person that pushes themselves and wants to lose weight in, in and out of the gym every single day versus the person that goes and gets, you know, lipo. There's that that case in, in everywhere. So, I mean, honestly, like I'm glad you found that. It's similar to how I found, you know, the training side of it and what I turned from a college job into now a career. You know, it's one of those things, all of a sudden you find something and it just clicks and you end up loving it, you know? So, dude, I'm so happy for you. That, that's sick. I'll, I'm going to put your, your Instagram in the description as well because I definitely want people to check your stuff out because you had some interesting content on your chiropractic page. So, one of the things... I saw, and I want you to kind of go into a little bit is about, I guess the first part would be the benefits of chiropractics. Like what are the benefits? What are the myths? And we'll go that route first. And then I have a question about, I saw a post and I liked your analogy off of it, but the before and after a workout and getting adjusted around that time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, myths, man. We could spend a whole podcast just talking about the myths around chiropractic, um, but I can definitely start by just talking about like the benefits of chiropractic, you know, like from just a foundational principle level, how chiropractic was originally founded was essentially just really focusing on restoring natural motion and restoring natural uh, kind of movement into the body. Obviously, we think about stretching and we think about massage as attacking the muscles. But again, we really, really focus as, as far as chiropractors, we're obviously very joint heavy, especially joints surrounding the spine. And, and the main, main reason for that being that spine pain, when you look at like overall pain and conditions like disability across the United States, obviously, you have your main preventable ones, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, uh, as the top two spends. And then number three underneath those two is low back pain, you know, and all three of those things, which are literally our three biggest health expenditures in the United States are all preventable diseases, you know? Yep. And so again, from my end, there are obviously aspects of movement and exercise, which is heavily, heavily where you guys come in, you know, in the strength and conditioning and, and the health and fitness realm of really focusing on that, on, on diet, nutrition, and training, where I focus obviously heavily on my end is those people who do suffer an injury or those people who are dealing with that kind of chronic repetitive stress, either they haven't moved in a long time and that's why they're having pain or they have improper movement or their, or their mechanics aren't quite right. And then they end up injuring themselves while trying to exercise. We see that like right now as like New Year's resolution season, everyone wants to exercise and everyone's going way too hard in the gym, hurting themselves. And so obviously that's kind of where I come in. But steering this back on track, really like when it comes to spine related conditions as a chiropractor, our focus is just maintaining natural range of motion and maintaining natural movement and health of the spine. Just because again, it's your spinal cord is your lifeline, man. It is brain to the rest of the body. So making sure Definitely. that that kind of communication system and that highway is functioning as best it can really, really sets people up for success. Beyond that, of course, this is another myth that I will jump into really quickly as everyone thinks that chiropractors only treat the spine. But again, looking at all the different joints in the body between shoulders, wrists, hips, ankles, you know, your friend who had an ankle injury, perfect example. And we'll see things that affect the system. Like I'll have people who have low back pain, but it's radiating pain down the back of their leg and they'll think they have a knee injury, but really actually the pain's coming from their low back or on the opposite side, you'll have someone who has 
you know, an injured ankle. And because of that, they're favoring their other side. They're putting all their weight on the opposite hip. And now they have low back pain as a result of that ankle injury on the opposite side. So just being and having a good foundational understanding, especially of like body movement, motion, we call biomechanics is the big fancy word, but just really, really understanding that and how to help people through that process. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely real quick. I actually want to kind of go into that myth a little bit just as a, a side thing like i've seen because one of the, like my my things that for some reason i like watching like the like the videos you post as well as a couple other chiropractors like it's always fun to hear someone like crack and pop you know what's the whole deal with the myofascia like the skin pops is that just like a little fad thing because like, i've only seen a few people do it but it's like you know is that just you know for the videos is that actually a thing is there a reason why yeah, good question. So yeah, what you're talking about is like skin rolling. If I were to grab the skin and pinch and they'll lift over the spine and hear a pop sound. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Are you talking about actually the adjusting of the spine? No, no, no. Like where they'll, they'll grab like something or like even like they grab like, like somewhere and they pull it and it like makes a little, little pop. Yeah. So this is where people always have to understand like too, like, especially with my content too, like really the way that the content market has shifted, especially the chiropractors is like, you know, everyone wants to hear a big, loud pop. They want to hear this big reaction. They want to see it, of course. So like, that's why we hook up microphones. I'll like, I'll put a clip microphone on the back of their shirt or on, on their low back. Cause it's just like, it captures that pop with the skin one. Uh, again, really what you will see is that is like, you'll hear, or the ear one, that's a common, common right. one is you'll hear cartilage. And we call it our, there's a tube that connects your ear to your sinus. And so sometimes people will deal with like ear infections, ear issues. And so sometimes you can get that pop up as you're kind of opening up space there might be a little gas bubble that releases and that's kind of what you're hearing it's the same thing that happens when you like crack your knuckles and you hear that pop it's gas releasing from a joint with the skin it's a little bit different because what you're doing is you are lifting the skin thereby creating a vacuum and so air will go into fill that space and that's kind of what makes a little bit of that cavitation noise so you'll see that docs especially over the spine there's just a lot of skin to grab and so they'll lift pull the skin up, creates this little kind of ripping, popping noise. Again, as far as like major benefit, I don't know. Do you personally do it? There's crowd pleaser adjustments, as I like to say, you know, like what adjustment gets the biggest, loudest crack, what adjustment sounds really, really, what one gets the biggest, you know, reaction. Of course, you'll see people like they'll hug the person's head and they kind of grab with two hands and they pull or the Y strap or the ring dingers, all the popular ones, you know, and I, I, do them myself. Like they're, they're great adjustments. I would just say, just understand that. Like sometimes it's like, wow, this is really great. And other times it's like, well, this is a crowd pleaser. So, you right. know, different things like that. So no, the that's, skin that's, really that's, more of a crowd pleaser. Perfect. That's that. That was my only question uh, on mm-hmm. that. You know, again, going back into the, you know, treatments before and after I, I even had that wrong. I mean, it's not that I answered anyone's questions on that because no one really asked me that. I mean, that's a question you ask your Cairo. But the whole getting adjusted before or after your workout, like when you when I listened to your your reel the other day about that, I was like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's and again, it's like chiropractic has a lot of different avenues, and there's there's kind of 
differences of opinion and philosophy on chiropractic, which again, is just a whole different story. And it's why I tell people like, it's like, if you went to a physician or you went to an orthopedic surgeon or a physical therapist, and you're like, man, I really did not jive with that person. I did not like that provider. Like just understand that every provider is different. And so we all have different viewpoints, different treatment styles and different beliefs on what we think. And I, I kind of highlight one of those ones when I talk about, should I, or can I work out after an adjustment? Some docs out there promote like, Hey, I aligned you. I put your spine back into place, which is a myth in itself, you know, leave it alone. And I'm like, I don't like that because at the end of the day, the whole point of an adjustment and a manipulation, what the science and the literature actually tells us is that when you are adjusting someone, you are putting motion into that joint, a joint that was stuck and stiff. I'm restoring that natural range of motion again. Easy way I use this is like someone who a lot of times, all the time I get people like, yeah, I have trouble turning my head. Like it's hard for me to back out of a parking space and then I'll adjust them. And at the end of the treatment, I'm like, Hey, retest that same motion. And they look and they're like, Holy shit. I can look over my shoulder. That's so much better. And I say, Bob, that isn't better. That's normal. You just haven't had normal in a long time because this joint has been so stuck. But imagine I adjusted Bob and I said, okay, Bob, don't move your neck. Don't look over your shoulder. I need, I need this to stay perfect. Like it just doesn't make a lot of sense, you know? So in that aspect, I always use that analogy or I talk about like, you know, you take your bike to a bike shop for a tune-up, you have a rusty chain because the bike's been sitting in the garage. They're going to spray oil on that chain. They're going to get the sprocket moving. What do you think you should do after that? Go ride the bike. Like, just go like, take it out, spin, get everything moving. So that's kind of my philosophy on that. And then again, the one where I talk about before an adjustment, that one gets a little more nuanced, you know, because it really is kind of a case by case basis where I've had some people who they come into me fresh from workout and they're like, yeah, our workout this morning was 50 deadlifts and 50 burpees. And now I can't walk. And I'm like, okay, well, your back is really messed up. You're nine out of 10 pain, like in tears waddling into my office. Like I got to, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do at this point. Whereas some people, as I mentioned that real, like, you know, they're like, Hey doc, I don't feel pain until mile five of a run. I'm like, okay, well, I need you to go run five miles. And then I need you to come in and see me. Cause it'll help me at least understand your pain points a little better. So again, just to kind of recap that stuff for people who haven't seen it, you can always check out my videos, but that one is one where again, like you're like, Hey, I don't really know. I don't know if you should work out before or after talk to your Cairo, definitely always refer to me and I'm always going to direct them as best I can. So does it, does it affect, let's say if we were to work out right now, and mm-hmm. not being in any like pain from the workout, but the muscles being like, you know, filled with blood and, you know, everything like, does that affect you being able to adjust or feel anything that needs to be adjusted? Good point. Good point. I think it, it, it heavily depends, you know, like I've had workouts where it's just a very like back heavy workout or a posterior chain, like heavy workout, like a lot of deadlifts and kettlebell swings or, or whatever, or, or there's some Olympic lifting. And so the low back muscles are just really, really pumped, you know, from that workout. Then they come in and like, Hey, I really want to get this adjusted. And I'm like, Hey, I can try. It may just be that the muscles are really, really tight. And so it may be a little difficult to, to move that bone, but Again, it just depends. Like it really depends on what their goal is. Cause if you had no pain and you came in, then I might say, yeah, like if you're looking to get a really good adjustment, get some stuff moving, then like, sure. Maybe don't come see me right after you did a bunch of deadlifts or, or, or things like that, where, you, where your erectors are kind of lit up, but it's not like, oh my God, you're ruining the session. You're wasting your money. Don't come. You know, it's like, it just depends. Uh, no, definitely. That, that makes total sense. How, how often should people get adjusted? 
I know it's going to be a case-by-case scenario in the sense of like if there's an injury, but on a, just a regular basis, like let's say right now I have no pain, like how often is your body going out of alignment, you know, and how often should you be in like daily checkups or weekly checkups, you know, and so forth? That's a fantastic question. This is something I deal with, you know, as, as I've gone through my practice is just really helping to direct people. Yeah, this is probably one of the more difficult questions that I tend to deal with personally is trying to direct people on a wellness maintenance plan. For me personally, I really look at it as being a unique and individual scenario where a lot of people know their bodies. And especially when you start getting adjusted regularly, like if you come in to see me and I'm like, Hey, I don't really know what frequency works well for you. If you don't have any pain, let's just start. We'll go like once a week. I want to see how your body feels. If you're feeling good, then I'm going to start to space you out. And some people will find that they have a different range in which they get adjusted. And I say this because I have patients who see me twice a week and I have patients who see me twice a year, like, and everything in between. Like I have a patient who was T-boned in a car accident. He fractured one of the vertebrae in his neck. He healed from it, but he has massive amounts of scar tissue. He has tons of chronic pain and he has headaches. And so he comes and sees me twice a week without fail. But he's like, this is the most valuable thing I do because this is what helps keep my pain down and I can manage and I can live my life and and do all the things that I want to do. But I just, I have to get adjusted like twice a week. And that's, that's his preference. Other people, it really depends on, again, your body. As I would say, you know, you get clients who are like, they're just naturally flexible. Like you'll test them be like, okay, how well do you squat? And they just like perfectly squat, ass to grass, like their knees are over their toes, like perfect Asian squat, you know? And you're like, God damn, like, and they're like, should I be stretching? And I'm like, you don't need to stretch that often. Like you're really, really flexible. You know, like some people are kind of gifted in that and like, I can adjust them and then I won't see them for a couple months and they'll come back in like three months later. And I'm like, Hey, haven't, haven't seen you in a while. They're like, yeah, I've honestly felt great for the last three months. Like it wasn't until last week and something kind of popped up. So it really is so unique and so dependent. And I'm trying to really, it just comes down to me understanding you and your body. And, and you'll also understand from getting adjusted, like, okay, what's my frequency? What, how well do I work? And again, that also changes. It really depends. Like if I have athletes who are in season, they're like, Hey, I'm really pushing it hard. I'm grinding hard right now in the gym. I'm really pushing it. And I'm just a little more sore, a little more beat up Then they may need to get adjusted a little bit more frequently. Or I have like in San Diego, I have like jujitsu athletes and fighters who are in fight camp. So they're just, their calories are low. They're just redlining it in the gym. They're trying to cut weight for fights and they're just beat up. So I'm like, Hey, yeah, we need to get you in a little more frequently to just keep your body moving. I'll flush things out, get you adjusted. Whereas other people who, again, and then they go into off season, a little more recovery work, they can do more stretching and more massage on their own. And that tends to help. So the more that people exercise and move, the more that they take care of, again, like the basic, basic necessities of life, good nutrition, enough water, enough sleep, enough exercise, stress management. They manage those five things right there. They're going to greatly increase their chances of like, hey, I don't need to see you as often. Maybe I only see every two weeks, every month, every couple months, whatever. But it's so highly dependent and it's so highly variable. I'll have people who are on a schedule and then, you know, they're just like, hey, I'm, I'm really pushing it right now. Or, hey, something flared up. Hey, all right, come see me a little more frequently. We'll start to space you back up. So... No, definitely. Not an easy question at all. It's tough. No, but it makes, so. I mean, honestly, it, it makes sense. I mean, even like with personal training and stuff, like when I was doing just personal training, it's people would be like, okay, I want to see you every day. And then you're like, well, look, you don't need to see me every day. 
Some people like it, and then other people, you're, you tell them, look, we need to train every single day until X point, and then you know we can start spacing it out. Or in other people, you're like, let's just train once a week, give you new workouts, all that kind of stuff. It really, I get it. That makes 100% sense. What's your craziest case or craziest like rehab that you've had to do with chiropractics? Like, I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff on like online. That's the only reason to ask, just to kind of get your your personal stories, you know? Yeah, let's see, man. I mean, I, I've seen quite a few things. I, I've really, I guess, the craziest from like a musculoskeletal thing. I mean, I've seen people who, uh, you know, I've seen torn ACLs. I've seen torn labrums who are just chronic dislocating. You know, they're always dislocating their shoulder. I've seen people with like full blown, like I've had people where I'm like, Hey, you actually need to go to a surgeon. Like this is that bad, you know? So I've definitely had people who are that bad. My goal is always to avoid, but I just, I'm going to do everything I can. And if I'm like, Hey, we run four to six to eight weeks of conservative care and they're just, they're not responding the same way that we want. We're starting to see them lose function in the leg. As I mentioned, like spinal cord is so important and your spine is so important to take care of because it houses the cord. And if that spinal cord starts to get compressed, you will literally start to feel like the classic sciatica, the shooting pain down the leg or the numbness tingling. Well, that doesn't just stop there. If that compression continues or gets worse, you will eventually lose feeling in both legs and you will start to lose muscle function. And then you start to lose vital organ function, like losing control of your bladder. Like those are the crazy, crazy stories. It's like, that's 911. Thankfully, so far in my practice, I have not had anyone with that, but chiropractors deal with it where they patients come in. They're like, Hey, I'm having back pain. I'm like, okay. Or, you know, I heard a doc and he's was interviewing a patient. He's like, well, do you have any other symptoms? They're like, yeah, I've really been like, I haven't been able to like pick my feet up. Like my feet keep slapping on the floor. And he's like, like, okay. He's like anything else. He's like, yeah, I've been finding myself going to the bathroom more frequently. Like I can't hold it. Like I actually, I, I wet myself the other night because I, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And it's like, get out of my office. Like you are straight ER spinal decompression surgery, like immediately. Cause you're on your way to literally being paralyzed. So those are the crazy, scary stories. Again, it's just things that we have to recognize. Another thing is another myth of chiropractic is like, we are at the end of the day, doctors in the sense of we need to recognize what we can and what we can't treat. So like I did have an issue where a guy came in and he was having chest pain really, really bad. He said, Oh, I think I pinched a nerve in my neck. It's radiating down. And I was like, Ooh, I don't really like this. And he had a history of heart conditions and heart issues. I'm like, let's get you out to the primary. So I did send him out. Luckily it was okay. He was already on blood pressure medication and things like that, but that was kind of a scary story. Cause you hear that and you're just like, Oh, that could be really, really bad. So I would say that's like one of the scarier, crazier stories, but you know, again, we are doctors. We're trained to understand what I can treat and what I can't treat. Like that person comes in and they have chest pain on their left arm and they have pain going down their left arm. Right. I'm not right. fucking adjusting them. Pardon my language. I'm not oh, you're good. Out. like, so I think that's super important that you mentioned that because I think that a lot of people, even trainers, like they don't stay within their scope of practice or realize that just because you're a doctor or just because in my case, like a trainer doesn't mean you need to have the answers for everything, nor can you treat or help everything. So you, you know, mentioning that you refer out to if you need to, like, you know, case by case, if you know that, hey, like this isn't my scope of practice, like I'm not going to sit here and start trying to pop things even though in the back of my mind, I know this should probably be over there. You know, and yeah. I think that's super, super big. And honestly, it just shows your professionalism. So, I mean, um, that's a huge kudos to you because not a lot of people are like that. A lot of people would rather, you know, try to keep that client and keep that and keep that money coming in. Exactly. You know, and I've seen trainers do it too. Like for myself, like 
I'll give nutritional advice. I'll give all that stuff. But if it's something that like is is definitely a more severe case, it's like, yo, honestly, I think you should see a, a, a nutritionist or a dietitian. Like you need more help than I can give you. Or, you know, if they start asking questions about, you know, such as, you know, can you crack my back or whatever? It's like, honestly, yeah, like I can do like the basic one that everyone does. But honestly, I think you should probably go see a Cairo or, you know, in someone in that field. Like you have to know your scope just because I know I can crack someone or let's say I've watched all your videos, let's say start to finish, doesn't mean I should mean I should go be going out there and start trying to do it myself or add that as a service to my clients, right? And I think that's where a lot of people start, you know, taking that different route. I've seen so many trainers and I know a few of them where all of a sudden they start becoming, you know, they're a trainer slash chiropractor slash masseuse slash, you know, dietitian. I'm like, bro, there's no way you do all those things at professional level. Like you're just taking the little bit that you read on the internet and just trying to do it. And honestly, you're going to end up hurting someone, you know? So that's a huge, that's a huge thing that you already know that, you know, as early as you are in, in your, in your professional career. So awesome. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that I see. And, and it's, it is something that, you know, can often get chiropractors in trouble is that, you know, we hear about these claims and these cases of chiropractors who are treating people that they shouldn't have or, or, or things that again, yeah, handling things that they, again, just don't have any business doing. But again, I will say one of the things that I, I love about our profession is that it is, it's growing and evolving every day. And I think a lot of these newer students, these newer grads coming out are very, very evidence-based. So we're all looking at what does the research tell us again, and just really kind of reading the research papers to understand and, and help direct patient care a little bit better. So on that end, it, it is nice and it's very refreshing. I'm excited to see kind of where the profession will go and where it's growing right now as we're starting to, again, focus on that and actually getting some really good scientific literature to kind of back up what we're doing. Because for a long time, chiropractic was very much kind of lumped in with acupuncture in the sense of like, people know it works, but we don't have the evidence to support it, you know? Right. And so now having like the actual research and data to kind of back up what we're doing and why it works just really really great so i mean if you if anyone has any doubts of like if it works or not just go get adjusted see for yourself i guarantee you it's it's one of those ones where it's not like a workout where you have to wait weeks before you start seeing you know massive results you literally get instant gratification from pain in most cases you know yeah and i know and i know from personal experience like back when i used to fight and stuff like if I tweaked something or pulled something or like not pulled like a muscle, but like, you know, strained myself essentially. And I went to go to the Cairo, like it was instant. Like, you know, I, I loved it. You know, how do you feel about like inversion tables? And I've seen one that like they attach like a door or something kind of like the decompression headrest. I guess. Yeah. Oh, those are good ones. Yeah. I get those all the time. Again, I've had maybe in my four years of practice and thousands of patients I've seen, I've maybe had a handful of patients who have actually found like long-term success and results with those inversion tables. Most of them are always asking me if I know anyone who wants one because they're trying to sell it because they bought one. So that's like the common thing. I literally, I, I can't tell, I've had more patients who try to sell me their inversion table than I've had patients who tell me that it works for them. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Again, I think the, the idea of decompressing your spine sounds great in theory but it just sadly just doesn't really work like that. You know, if, if it did, we'd all be sleeping like bats, but that's that, the, the one that attaches to the door, I think you're referring to like the neck hammock where it kind of hooks around to the base of the neck. 
So yeah. the nice thing about the inversion tables where you're hanging from your feet is that you can hang for much longer because most of the traction is on your ankles and then you get some traction at the knees and then a little bit at the hips and low back and then pretty much next to none of your neck because most of that is obviously kind of bared at your feet. Now we flip that around. Now most of the traction is on the neck and the cervical spine. And the neck, the cervical spine specifically, is the most sensitive part of the spine. It's a very delicate, very fragile area. It's right where your brain stem is as your spinal cord is originating. Again, it's just, it's a very, very delicate area. And so oftentimes when we do traction, especially myself, I will do manual traction or, you know, the Y-shaft, the ring near, you know, you see those extreme adjustments where they're like yanking on people's heads. You know, it's still, even though it looks crazy and looks violent on camera, in all reality, it's a trained professional who is delivering a very specific like amount of force to the neck that's in a controlled amount. When you start setting up on a door, you're not in control of how much tension, how many pounds per square inch are actually stretching the neck. And people also don't know how long to stay on it, you know? So then you end up like sustained traction and ends up stretching ligaments and, and in the neck. And then people have come to me very, very flared up and their neck was really, really irritated, often usually worse than when they, before they put the neck hammock on. So I exercise like a lot, a lot of caution on that. And I say, if you're looking for decompression, there's actually chiropractors and other providers out there who have specific computerized decompression tables where they set up on the neck and there's a cable that's mounted to a computer that they can type in the exact amount of traction to use. So that way it's safe and effective for you. But outside of those decompression tables that are computerized, I really don't like the the whole hammocks because you just, you don't have control, you know, right. and it's literally just someone yanking and stretching on your neck. And it's, I'm just personally not a fan. And I've, I just, cause I've seen it so many times where patients come in and be really, really messed up from that. So no, definitely. It makes it makes sense. I mean, I had an inversion table, but mine was a gift from my dad because he had he bought one, didn't use it, and pawned it off basically on me just to get it out of his <laughs> house. I used it probably maybe three or four times and had it there if my clients wanted to use it, you know. And I was like, when we moved from that spot, I was like, I put it on the side and it was basically free. Whoever wants it, it, it did get taken, yeah. but you know that's. It's a cool thought, but you know, in my opinion, if you're if you're looking for that decompression, definitely, like you said, go to a chiropractor. Whether it's to use that table or just to get adjusted, because honestly, like you're gonna spend money on it. It's gonna sit in your corner and it's gonna collect their clothes. You know, it's a hanging rack. That's what it ends up being. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, how then? How do you feel about? I mean, obviously, with you cracking and adjusting and everything, how do you feel about like people cracking their knuckles or cracking their necks on a, on a daily basis? Is that bad? Is it good? Is it? Yeah. Ah, that's, that's a fantastic question. So interestingly enough, the joints in the extremities, so like shoulders, elbows, wrists, hips, knees, ankles are those joints that can, they sustain or they handle that cracking, that repetitive cracking better. The joints of the spine just tend to be very, very sensitive because of the spinal cord being right next to those joints. You have to understand like you have your joints and you have your spinal cord going right around. And so it just, it creates this nice ring right around your spinal cord. And so when people are trying to crack their neck, A, there's a, ma there's a, there's a bigger risk because you're right next to the cord. You can really irritate yourself if you have the wrong direction or you put too much force through. And so that's something that I'll commonly see, obviously, is people who didn't have the right force. Even myself, I know I can feel I have the body awareness. I've been getting adjusted, you know, every, God, every week or two weeks, 
know, since I started school. So I know when I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that joint is, is locked up that, that C7, that seventh vertebra right there. I know it's locked up. I still go to another Cairo and I'm like, Hey, I need you to get this joint moving and then have them adjust because they can get the right direction and the right amplitude and the right force. Even for me, it's like, it's hard to like, even when I know the angle of the joints, it's so difficult to get that right kind of amount of force. So obviously someone who's never taken any anatomy courses or actually been skilled and trained in adjusting, you have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) So that's number one. Number two, what I often see, and this is the analogy I use all the time is that I tell people, Hey, look, you cracked your neck in the morning. Why? Because it felt stiff, right? Okay. Well, what happens when 15 minutes or an hour later, your neck feels stiff again? What do you want to do? Crack it. You want to crack it again. So at the end of the day, if you were to come to a chiropractor and you were to come see me in my office and I adjusted you and you're like, oh, doc, I feel so much better. I'm like, hey, Devin, that's so great. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Hey, I'll see you. I'll see you in an hour. You would think I'm psychotic. Like that would not make any sense, right? So what I tell people is often you're getting a pop or a crack, but you're not getting the crack. There's a certain bone that's stuck. It's not moving very well. And say it's this bone right here, but this is the one that you get a pop in. You get a temporary relief because you get that endorphin rush to like get an adjustment. You think you got it. You feel better. And then an hour later, it's stiff again. Why? Because you never actually resolve the problem. And so over time, what you end up doing is this bone is stuck. It's still not moving the direction it should. And that's why you just feel that kind of stiffness, but you're cracking, 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 cracking the bone above it or the bone below it. What do you think you're doing to that joint above it? You're making it hypermobile. So now you've created a motion problem because you still never fix the bone that doesn't move. And the bone above it now is so loose. It's like a sprained ankle that just kind of rolls whenever it wants. So that causes a whole different host of issues. And now I'm like, okay, hey, look, it's always the easiest question. I say, how many times a day do you crack your neck? They're like, I don't know. I lost count. I'm like, that's a bad thing. That's a very, very bad sign. So I'm like, okay, we got a lot of work to do. And some of it is probably going to involve visits where I'm not even adjusting you. We're working on rehab and strengthening because that joint that you kept mobilizing, mobilizing over your head, that's like a sprained ankle on top. We have to stabilize that joint now. Like you, oh, it's like a trash bag. You overstretched it. So all the ligaments are just loose. So that caused a whole different host of problems. So that's for people, especially when I see the neck or they're always like twisting and they're like kind of throwing their leg or jerking their leg across their body. I'm like, look, you're getting a crack, but you're not getting the crack, you know? Oh, that's, so, that's, yeah, that's interesting. That, honestly, that makes a lot of sense. That was solid information right there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, I just spread that message around. If you take one thing from today's podcast, it's literally that. Just go see someone because if you're adjusting yourself every hour, you're not fixing the problem. Like crack your knuckles, don't crack your neck. I don't want to see patients more. I want to see people less, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Crack your knuckles, crack your ankles, but uh, don't crack your neck. Yes. (laughs) But I'm going to put it on a shirt for you. Is there, uh, is there anything that you want to, you know, let them know or, you know, any points that you want to, you know, touch on that we haven't really touched on about chiropractic or about, you know, just fitness in general? You know, I know you've, you've thrown out a lot of information. Honestly, this, this call was a lot better than I anticipated. I didn't really know what to expect. You know, one, I haven't spoken to you for so long. And it's one of those yeah. things where when you're, even for myself, when you're making Instagram content or social media content, it's easy to, you know, plan it ahead, know what you're about to talk about, but just going into it and just being able to, like, I had notes on the side and honestly, I think we touched like one or two of them. 
I just kind of kept going off of what we were talking about, which is the cool thing. So honestly, I appreciate yeah. the, the, the conversation and the information. Definitely, if there's anything that I've missed or that are important things that, or questions that you get a lot, I would love to love for you to you know voice it. Yeah, I guess my, my final thing I would say is that, yeah, number one, every single person out there, every single person with a spine should be going to see a chiropractor, you know, at some point on a, some form of a routine or a maintenance basis, you know, again, it's, we go to the dentist, we go to the doctors for physicals. Like we need to be getting our spine checked and getting our joints and our body just kind of assessed, not just from like a holistic wellness perspective, but from a preventative perspective of having someone who can see and, and potentially forecast or foresee problems that may issue or arise in the future. That is just, it's, it's essential, man. It's so, so important. Tapering on top of that though, I will say that again, every chiropractor is different. And so you're going to find chiropractors that you like and chiropractors that you really didn't like. And, and again, I understand I had, I had a horrible, I just didn't have great experiences with medical doctors growing up and it really steered me out of the medical profession. And I, I blame myself for that, for not giving them a chance or giving another doctor a chance. So I just encourage people to kind of exercise that same mindset with chiropractors that, Hey, you may find a chiropractor and go try it out. And it's not what you liked, but I promise you that every chiropractor is different and you will find someone that will really, really help you and can help be your health coach and your partner in a world where we're so much reliant on sick care and just keeping people from not getting sick or just giving them stuff for the symptoms, you know, having someone who's on your side, who's really focused on your wellness and optimizing your health. I think that's so, so essential in, in today's day and age. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think people just have to realize that, you know, chiropractors are still people like just in your, like in your normal life, in your daily life, you don't get along with everyone or like everyone that you meet, but it doesn't mean that ne next person you're not going to click with, you know, you don't, if you have a bad experience with it, you know, your car mechanic, it doesn't mean you're never going to go to a car mechanic again. You know, so exactly. I, I completely get it. You know, like just just like our end, I mean, you know, it's not like you're going to mesh with every client, you know, because I know I don't mesh with every client. It happens, but it goes the opposite way, too. But it doesn't mean you're not going to talk to the next person. And for them, you know, they shouldn't go talk to another car or for me, go talk to another trainer. Like there is someone that can help you and mesh with you. So definitely just because you had, may have had a bad experience once. I definitely second everything that you've said, and I definitely recommend from personal experience, you know, that everyone should be seeing a Cairo because honestly, the, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, again, yeah, I, I just thank you for having me on here. And, you know, thank you for being on this side of health and fitness of getting people better and, and keeping them well. I think, again, it's, it's so, so important in today's day and age to just keep people moving and keep people healthy. No, Not just uh, in our current time, but coming out of COVID, it's like, man, we need to get moving. We really need to get people moving. So any way that we can do that is is so crucial. So, man, appreciate yeah. all the work you're doing. And I appreciate you and I appreciate the content you're putting out. And as well as thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, hop on this podcast with us. You know, thank you so much. And we'll definitely catch up soon. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll hit you up as soon as I come up to LA, man. Love to yeah, catch definitely. up. Oh, yeah. By the way, next time, whether I'm in San Diego, my brother lives out there. Next time I'm out there. Or you're up here. Yeah. I got to try the, the Y-strap thing. That is 100%. One, one thing I literally see on social media all the time. And I'm like, dude, that's the one adjustment I want to do. And it, but at the same time, like, I don't want to just go random, some random like chiropractor and be like, hey, yeah. can I just, can you just hit me with the, the Y-strap real quick? Like I'm in between clients. But no, I honestly, like, you know, definitely that's one thing I want, I want to try out. So whether you're up here or I'm down there, like, you know, we definitely got to link up.
hundred percent, dude. It'll rock your world. It's it's <laughs> one of my favorite editions. It's killer. So yeah, man. All right, dude. All right, have a good one. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Better.